everyone, and welcome to the last episode of season two of the BPD Bunch Brunch, where we get together with our favorite brunchy beverages to catch up, play games, and talk about all things BPD. I'm your host, Sani, and today I am here with my cat, Crimson, Katya, Karis, Lena, and Andrea. Today we are doing our pets episode. Can everyone introduce their pets? I'm Karis. I'm in uh, just outside Toronto. And this is Lola. This is Iris. Hi, Iris. Can you say hi? She's so mad at me right now. Well, this is Joel. He's a chewini. I have Peggy with me, who is one of my two greyhounds. What is everybody's brunchy beverage? I've got, I got tea. And then Crimson is over here with a bunch of catnip and cat treats. Coffee. I'm drinking Guaraná, which is a soda from Brazil. It's made from a fruit called Guaraná. It's very tasty. Mmm. I have coffee. <laughs> I've got a vanilla coconut cappuccino from Tim Hortons. You don't have to have BPD to understand how amazing it is to have a pet. But for those of us who do, pets can play a really important role in our recovery journey. Today we're going to talk about how our furry friends support us and share some of the funny and heartwarming moments that we've had with them. You know, I feel like the relationship with a pet is so special, you know, like that unconditional love is so huge for someone with BPD. Yeah, it really is. Can everyone share how your pet came into your life? I was never really allowed pets when I was younger. It was just sort of family choice and circumstance that we didn't have animals. So I knew that when I was grown up and I was an adult, I definitely wanted to have a dog. So we went to have a look at a greyhound shelter for rescue dogs, so ex-racing dogs. And we found Peggy and we really liked Peggy. And we took Peggy home and then we started to feel really guilty because she'd been kenneled with another dog called Elvis. And they'd been together for such a long time that we thought... Would it really be that bad if we had another one? Like, they can keep each other company. So we actually ended up going back and getting Elvis as well, um, who, unfortunately, he did pass away about a year ago. Um, then the pandemic happened, and we decided that we were going to foster dogs as well because the shelter was really struggling. And the inevitable happened, and we fostered dogs, and I just never gave them back. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at one point, we ended up with four dogs, who all belong to us. Um, we are down to two now, which is just Peggy and Hector, but I do volunteer at the Greyhound Trust as well, um, which is really good because I get my dog fixed, but I don't keep bringing them home anymore, which my husband's really happy about. <laughs> so yeah, it's worked out really well for me. <laughs> yeah, Iris was definitely like, um, when I got her, I went to the shelter just to look, which I learned is a very dangerous thing to do. But um like when I met her, I was just like, oh yeah, this, this dog, like, you know, they say like, they choose you. Like she hundred percent chose me. And I just, I felt like she was so special. Oh, it's funny. Cause when I got Crimson, I was definitely not planning anything either. It was back when I was still really symptomatic with BPD. And so I went to hang out with a friend and she was like, I have a kitten I'm trying to get rid of. You want him? And cause I was still super impulsive. I was like, sure. But it, it really did work out for the best. Uh, I've had him since he could fit in the palm of my hand. And uh, we've really been through a lot together. 
So Karis, what's Lola's story? I've had Lola since she was a year and a half. I'm her third home, fourth, fourth home. She went through a lot before she met me. And um, it was a, a journey of trust, um, winning her trust. Uh, and then um, one day she realized that like she, her job was to protect me and like keep me safe. And it was just really cool seeing her make that like switch. Um, and it was right around that time when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. She was with me like with all my surgeries and after like when I was going through chemo and everything. So um, we really had a chance to, to bond. When I was going through my second divorce was when I really felt that like I needed her. Um, that's when I started the process of getting her as an ESA. It is definitely worth it for me, like keeping up her registration as far as having her support and having her to live for. Um, I'm tearing up, but I'm very, very grateful for this little ball of fur. <laughs> I'm grateful for her too. So I, I got Joel, I felt really guilty when I got him. I got him 12 days after, um, my soul dog passed away. So that's a picture of man, his little red shirt. And then this is my favorite picture of him. I got man in 2017, the beginning of January, after my father passed away. And uh, he was a very healing dog for me during that time. Man was with me through a very intense roller coaster relationship um, that I got caught up in an addiction. And uh, man saw a lot of my episodes. And it was really interesting the way he treated me whenever I was going through my episodes because he didn't comfort me like how you were speaking, Lena, how like, he, you know, your dog, like she goes to you, man would watch me. And it was kind of like, okay, she's doing that thing again. He didn't get scared or hide. He just watched me and then be like, okay, she's done. Now I'm going to go to her. So it's, it's almost like he kind of like let me go through things and then he would come to me. Um, I would bring him like, you know, during those times that I'd have episodes, you know, I'd go driving around places or whatever. I'd be like, man, let's go. And, you know, he would come with me as my sidekick. And eventually he did get a form um, for my psychiatrist to be my ESA. So then it just became that he was coming with me everywhere. He'd go to work with me and things like that. And, and 2021, Man got really sick, and he got really sick out of nowhere, and he he crossed over. He passed away. I ran away from home for a little bit, and on my way home, I had never came home without man being here. I didn't want to come home to an empty house, and I was just like, well, let me stop at the Animal Defense League, and let's just see what's going on, and uh, Joel was the quietest puppy. Everybody was yelping and whining, and... Joel was just quiet, just sitting there with his little cocky face, just with a grin. And I was like, I think I want that one. And then I was really confused, like, do I want this one? And he was like, I think you need this one. And so I took him and it it took me a year, over a year to fall in love with Joel. And that's how Joel came about. So even Joel's because of man, and I am crazy about him. I love that story, Andrea. And, you know, human relationships are so complicated. And I know that they're hard for 
everyone, but I feel like especially for those of us with BPD, it can be really challenging to maintain relationships with other human beings. And there's something about the simplicity of the love that we share with our animals. You know, that connection is just so pure. You know, whenever I've been through anything, my cat has always been there, even when I wasn't able to maintain those relationships with other people. And that's really made a huge difference. Yeah. I had another cat before him, Momo. Um, And when she was a kitten was one of the times that I really tried to hurt myself. And I just had this thought of like, no one's going to take care of her like I would if I'm not here. I got to, for nothing else, I got to be here for her. And when I adopted Crimson, she kind of raised him and passed away kind of unexpectedly. He cried for weeks with along with me we've been through some of the same experiences together you know and even though we don't have the same language in a way I think that makes something simpler because you know when I'm crying or sad he'll just come and sit at my feet you know there was a dog that kind of almost lunged and attacked me once and he jumped in front of me and hissing at this dog and you know like Maybe he was like, that's my food source. But I like to think that it was uh, because there's some love there. Yeah, I actually, um, with Iris, um, I never had her officially registered, but the job I was working at for a while, they let me bring her. I, I had a colleague who passed away at one point and we were in a room full of people, you know, kind of just processing what happened. And anytime someone would start talking and they'd start to cry, she'd like go over to them and like nudge her nose under their hand or something. And I feel like, you know, just having that, that nonverbal comfort in those moments of sadness, like I'm very lucky that Iris is pretty good at that. (laughs) My cat, you know, she just likes to sit on me. She's a, she's a, a kitty loafer and that helps too. They, they, it's amazing how pets have just such like a, they are sensitive. I do think that they like have a connection with us more than just being their food sources. I definitely believe that. I think for me, it's probably worth pointing out that because of me having schizotypal personality disorder as well, it's been so useful on a practical level having a dog because if I'm having strange experiences um, like auditory hallucinations, they're really good for helping me out with working out with what's real and what's not. So if I go and take the dogs for a walk, like I know that I'm imagining things if they're not reacting to things that are going on around me. So if I can hear like shouting or like high pitched voices, if the dog's ears aren't pricking up, like I know that it's definitely me. So on a practical level, like I can't really imagine ever being without a dog because they're just so damn useful. Yeah. <laughs> Ours too lazy. Even if there was something there, she'd be like, do you have a treat for me? No? Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, I really appreciate my big dogs, especially if my husband's out of town, because on a practical level, they make me feel safe. But on an emotional level, whenever I'm feeling that separation anxiety, they follow me around and make sure that I know that I'm loved. Since they're too big to get in this chair, here is a picture of them. 
I really appreciate my blonde dog, Bo, because if I'm having like a long cry where I just cannot stop sobbing, he is a great one to hug because he'll just let me do it for hours. Crimson will do it too. Like he's pretty sensitive to my emotions, but he's also so small. I'm like, I just want to be able to squeeze you and I, I, I can't because that would hurt your little face. Yeah, I don't want to do that. During really low moments, um, right before I was diagnosed, when I realized that I probably had BPD, but before I had my official diagnosis, I took a few videos. Every once in a while, I go back and I look at them and I there's this one in particular where she was on my lap and I had just been sobbing my eyes out and like like one of those like gut gutting sobs and she was just on my lap all snuggled in and just lying there and she turned and she looked up at me with these like big brown eyes and just stared like right into my eyes and I just looked right at her and I said I love you Lola and she just like looked right back at me like she was saying I love you mom and like I'm so glad I have that moment on video. Like I didn't, I didn't know she was going to do that. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> um. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so great. I love that so much. I have so many pictures on my phone. It's yeah. like if he could look at my phone, he'd be like, what is wrong with you? Why have so many pictures of me sleeping? <laughs> yeah, it's like everything it's, they it's, do. It's, it's like, oh, yeah. song. Does anybody else invent songs for their pets? My partner and I have like a whole soundtrack for our pets of songs we've made up. My dogs each have their own bedtime song. Um, their own lullaby. <laughs> Crimson doesn't have a specific song because I make up new ones every day. Impressive. She likes I Kissed a Squirrel. I kissed a squirrel, I and, I like. a squirrel and I like it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cute. Yeah, we'll, we'll just like something relevant will happen in the moment and we'll just attach Iris or Phoebe to it. And then uh, like I was I, I get annoyed with my partner because he's very messy. Um, and to say somebody's really messy in Portuguese, you call them bagunceiro. It means like a messy person. And so earlier, we just like started, we were listening to that song Dancing by Myself by Billy Joel and just started like turning, making a, a song into how Iris was a messy person, like to the song. It's just like, I love those moments because they're so silly and make no sense, but they're so fun. Aww, that makes me happy. Mine get really repetitive and then I'll just like sing them like all day and annoy anyone with an earshot of me where I'm like, my little fluffy new girl, he's so cute, he's so cute, my little fluffy new girl, he's yeah. so cute, yes he is, you know, and I just do that like over and over and over and over and over again and then anyone who <laughs> can listen is like, it's been an hour, stop it! Yeah. <laughs> I can't, it's just so good. <laughs> this is so good, I just... So Joel doesn't have any songs, but he's got a lot of nicknames. So like I call him P. Um, the way he used to jump off of the couch when he was a puppy reminded me of a wrestler. So he's also known <laughs> as the Joel. Like, and you know, and I'll put like Undertaker music in the stories and stuff like that. And I love the the Jaws video that you did. Oh my movie. 
Oh my goodness, that was so good. I laughed yeah. so hard. I showed Jared, we were both dying. It, yes. It so good. So Joel has a movie. There is a girl that I met and she just likes to play around on her iPad and she created um, a movie poster of Joel as Jaws. So it's like his snout and instead of the, the, the shark, it's Joel's snout. And so then we started making jokes about Joel, the film, out this summer. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to follow through with this. I made a Jaws. I did a trailer. And then I did, like, the red carpet. And then I, I made a, a movie, a silent film called Joel the Film. <laughs> we'll put a link <laughs> what, in the description it. down below so you can check out this little short video. It is very cute. Yeah. It's starring Barbie, Jaws, and Joel. Nice. Now I want to know what I want to know if anybody wants to share their favorite nickname for their pet because you mentioned that you have a lot of nicknames for Joel. My cat has had lots of different um, nicknames over the years. There's two in particular that have sort of like fun stories. So one is he had to have a surgery. So basically his just his buns and all around like underneath him was shaved. So I called him funny buns for a long time because his, his butt was the only part of him really that was shaved that you could see. So it was just, I was like, hey, funny buns. It seemed like he knew because he would give me this look like, are you talking to me? Like, what is this? Um, and then he, he's, he's like a medium haired cat. He's got all this fluff. So I've called him fluff nugget. For a long time, but then eventually that evolved into Nuggy Wuggy and Noogle Woogle. So now I just call him Noogle. And, but I have to explain it because everyone's like, Noodle? No, Noogle. N O O G L E. That's how nicknames work, though. They just like slowly devolve into something <laughs> like that. We use pom pom butt tail. Um, she's uh, she her, had her tail docked before it was out of fashion because she's older and obviously I did not make the choice to remove part of my dog's tail but here she is so yeah pom-pom butt tail uh, I also call her sweet pea um, but I call her little pea of sweetness and oh. uh, <laughs> uh, fuzz bucket recluse Recluse is one of my favorite nicknames for her. It's a, a word that uh, Jared and I came up with um, to like combine reckless and letting loose. So we spell it W-R-E-C-K-L-O-O-S-E. So uh, yeah, so we call her Recluse every once in a while because you know when they get the zoomies, they just like take off and they're like, <laughs> and she does like all this like weird like <laughs> snorting like dog stuff and you know. <laughs> my nicknames for Iris are a little it, I feel like it's a very Brazilian thing to give someone a nickname that's like also kind of rude <laughs> um so we call her Gorginha which means like little fatty in Portuguese so it doesn't sound very good but it's a term of endearment and then also Bafujinha which it means stinky breath so nice. not very loving nicknames <laughs> but they're fitting <laughs> she has really bad breath um and then yeah Phoebe just has beep um, I had an old roommate give her that. And so I just, it's great because you could just from across the apartment yell beep and she'll like meow in response sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, 
Hector doesn't really have one, but Peggy, we just refer to her as Angry Lady <laughs> because she really likes to like play fight people, Aww. which is great because like I open the door and she comes in and she fights me and it's really exciting and fun, but like not really so great when she does it to the in-laws and like other visitors. <laughs> but it worked really well because she's actually, for a greyhound, a remarkably good deterrent for burglars because we have had people try to gain entry to the property before and Peggy is like, play fight! But obviously the burglars don't see play fight, they just see this dog's going to kill me, so <laughs> it works quite well. <laughs> Angry lady, that's a great nickname. I love that. <laughs> I just picture like some really upset lady sitting on a bench or something. Yeah, somebody's going to call me that in 40 years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Same. It's one of those things where, like, I don't know what it is about animals, but, like, I never get sick of how cute my cat is. It's just, like, every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so fluffy. I love you so much. I can't handle it. You're so cute. Yeah. It's funny how it kind of makes us, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, God damn it! Why are you so cute? Yeah. Sorry for cursing. It's like, but... Yeah, almost on the verge of being angry. It's like, why are you so cute? I can't handle it. I always used to tell Iris, like, if you were any cuter, it'd be illegal. Because I'm like, you better watch it. You're being too cute. They're gonna come get you. You better watch it. Sometimes we just like talk like that to our animals. We're just like, stop being cute. Like I told Joel that all the time. Like Joel, stop being cheeky. <laughs> like you're being so Aww. cheeky right now. And he's just like, what? <laughs> I love it. It's funny how they have their own personalities though too. Like that. Like um, our, we call our cat the gossip because she just loves sitting out on our balcony and like watching the neighbors. Lola reports the news. She's the corner house dog. So she has the responsibility to tell all the rest of the dogs on the street what's going on. Mm. <laughs> so very she takes important. her responsibility very seriously. She's actually out now exercising her freedom of speech. I open the window here. You might be able to hear her in the background. Yeah, letting everyone know. She's a town crier. She has a feud with the neighbor dog. She calls it all kinds of horrible names, which I'm not going to repeat. This do my dog is, is very mouthy and she is very judgmental. She has not discovered how to use non-judgmental language. <laughs> we all have our own yeah. journey. Yeah. yeah. She hasn't gotten those skills down yet. No, mm -hmm. I'm not so sure she's concerned about learning them either. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just happy to like, whatever. <laughs> Beep! Yes, I finally got the cat. Hi, She's very mad because we went, yay! <laughs> She's very mad at me. We, we had to go to the vet yesterday and she got an ultrasound. Um, so they like shaved her belly and did like an ultrasound. So I think she's still a little mad. Does anybody have any funny stories about their pet to share? I remember not long after we'd had the dogs, after we had Peggy and we had Elvis, I had been out for a run and I hadn't quite shut the door properly and when I came back to the front door the door was wide open Peggy was just kind of standing there looking at me as if she was trying to decide if it was worth going outside or worth staying inside where it was nice and warm but Elvis had gone and I was like oh my god so my husband went out to go and look for him and he came back half an hour later with a very sad 
looking dog that he had found had somehow made his way to the local takeaway and was in the skip eating all of the fried chicken. So he had a brilliant time. <laughs> so yeah, I made sure that I shut the door after that. But yeah, like Elvis was like having time of his life. He thought it was great. Like he just stuffed himself on chicken. Before I started taking man everywhere, you know, I left him here at home and uh, I would come back and the fridge would be open. He would, he knew how to open my fridge. I still to this day have the baby lock on the fridge because I can't remove it. It makes me sad to, to, to take it off, but he would get in the fridge. He would eat our groceries. I have like thresholds on the doors, like of doors that were open and he would scratch like the threshold. And I think that was my connection to him because whenever I felt abandoned, I, you know, would be a tornado I was like man has BPD <laughs> he just doesn't he doesn't want to be abandoned he's having episodes like he can't be alone <laughs> you know that's all and I just would I would be like you know be like that he's a bad dog like you you can't train a dog like that like he needs help but I'm like no he just can't be abandoned he just needs me I think we just both really needed each other um, Iris, uh, does the thing where she, she chomps. Um, so like, especially if you're like petting her and then you stomp and you stop, she'll just like look at you and go like, so, um, and like incessantly too, until you start petting her again. And so my partner and I started doing that with each other. We'll just like look at each other from across the room and be like, <laughs> for no reason. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> She's really incorporated herself in Teal's relationship. It's so true. I mean, yeah, we always joke that like half of our relationship is based around Iris. So. <laughs> Crimson loves carbs. Like he loves French fries. He loves popcorn. And I one time had a little one of those like personal popcorn bags that was in the trash. And I had, I came in after a day, like opened the door back into the house. And I saw at the end of the hallway, a cat. And instead of where his head was, it was just a the personal popcorn bag. And I was, like, and I was like, what happened to him? And he, he had stuck his head inside the popcorn bag and couldn't get it off to try to get all the, the stuff in there. But I just thought that was really funny. He's embarrassed. He's like, don't look at me. Can't believe you told that story, Mom. We have a really like amusing morning ritual. My partner brings us coffee in bed every morning. And that includes a little dish of milk for Lola. And when it's like wake up time, the alarm will go off. She'll like climb up and like snuggle and do the whole like army crawl up and like nuzzle and do 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 do. And then like Aww. dad gets up and goes down the stairs. Lola gets up and sits like this on the edge of the bed, like a statue. And she just waits for him to come back up the stairs with coffee. And like, she cannot be deterred. She will sit there like a good little sentry and just like protect the corner of the bed until dad returns with the coffee. And then she like jumps down and like enjoys it. And then she can like get on with her day. She's such a little routine driven animal too, that if something gets in the way of having her morning coffee, like she, <laughs> she will actually have like a weird day if she doesn't have her coffee. Oh, that's cute. Well, does anybody have any like last meaningful thoughts about pets that they want to share? 
I'm glad that I was able to experience what I've been able to experience with man because it was it was a very very precious thing honestly I feel bad for saying this but I don't even think I was in my right mind when I adopted Joel because there was a lot of like guilt and I felt bad and I was like man would be pissed and people were telling me like oh you know he man sent him to you and I'm like no he didn't man was a very jealous dog but after almost it's been a year and a half now I I can see like the beauty in it I can I can think differently I don't know it's just it's just crazy how all these things are still happening and I'm still experiencing him even though he's he's gone so I just think that pets are so amazing how they really like intertwine themselves like in into your life and like you know the way I have Joel and how much I love Joel is it's all just like this snowball effect as because I had man I I love I'm really in love with that idea having a pet when you have BPD is sort of a two-sided coin right there's there's the pain of having to deal with the loss but I also there's so much beauty too you know like crimson has become my go-to like whenever I'm having to experience difficult emotions you know I go on and pet him he's very soothing and I think I owe a lot of my recovery to having having animals and this this one in particular because it's just pets make life just more full don't they noogle thank you everyone so much for watching our pets and and us we we and our pets enjoyed being here with you today thank you so much for joining us on our second season journey we will be back for a season three follow us on instagram or pay attention to our community feed on youtube we will update you as soon as we know those release dates consider supporting us on patreon so we can keep doing what we're doing links down below and uh we'll see you when we see ya Bye. 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 Bye.